You have the right to bend over and taste my cock. Welcome to episode 53 of Indecorous Comedy. This is episode 3 of season 2. I'm your host, Carlos Valencia. I am the new host and overlord of Indecorous Comedy, as you guys know. As always, to my right, we have a COVID chaser, Bobby D. Yo, chasing that COVID, yep. And to my right, we have a man so morally principled, he makes Mr. Rogers look like a raging psychopath. Please welcome Ian. That's right. <laughs> and today, as always, we're going to be talking indecorous news. We're going to talk dark history of celebrity child molesters. And we're going to close it out with dumb Kansas state laws. But before all that, how you guys doing? Anything happening? Dude, so much crazy shit's happening. I mean, we're still going to be probably a little behind, but RNC going on, crazy shit happening in Charlotte. And to give you guys a little anecdotal perspective, they have the pilot flying around uptown Charlotte. And behind him, he's got this little sky sign that has a Black Lives Matter thing on one side and an aborted fetus on the other side. Holy shit. So, yeah, so people were doing some hot takes on what does this mean? This is confusing people. So here, here's my hot take. I think to evangelical fundamentalist types, black lives do matter as long as they're aborted fetuses. I think that's what they're trying to get at. Yeah, I think they mean like okay. the fetus after it's been decomposing for a while and it turns black. <laughs> Is that what you mean? I think that they're trying to find a way that they can be compassionate and join this movement. They're like, look, I'll sign up for Black Lives Matter, but only if we're talking about aborted fetuses, because any aborted fetus matters. But that's the way that you can co-opt them into this movement, I guess. Well, can you actually see the aborted fetus in the sky? Like, is it oh, that dude, yeah. huge yeah, dude. that you can see it? Yeah, dude, I'll, I'll send you the link. I took a picture of it on my phone, yeah. Wow. Just amongst all of the other aborted fetus pictures on your phone? Yeah, yeah. Make sure you send the right one. Yeah, you have to go through and categorize those. <laughs> I have not seen that at all. It's not, and I really haven't seen the news much, but I guess it's not necessarily something that they would show on the news if it's that explicit. No, no, I, definitely wouldn't. I go outside every day looking for pro-life airplanes. And, <laughs> you know, finally. <laughs> what, would be, what would be really hilarious is if that plane crashed and the, guy, <laughs> and the pilot died. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. And then just to add another level of irony, he was an abortion doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been fantastic. Are you guys familiar with the band Labouche? I am not. No, but that's the mouth, isn't it? it, sound, it sounds oh, like nice. A, yeah, that's yeah. good. I didn't know it was the. I know I learned that later, but yeah, it's French for the mouth. It sounds like a comedy club. Maybe lots of improv going on there. No, this is a band from the late, well, maybe mid nineties. They back when a lot of those. I don't even know, like house music, maybe like. Like Crystal Waters and CNC Music Factory and those type of bands, Criss Cross, okay. yeah, they were yeah. all big. Criss Cross was house music? I don't even I don't know what know. house music is. Well, I see, that's mean. the thing. It's, it's, like, it's like danceable music, but I mean, yeah, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure if somebody is really into that music, they'd be like, ah, you know, you know that's actually drum and bass and uh, whatever the fuck. And I'm like, all right, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but it, Jesus Basically, Black Box, and uh, there was a bunch of there was a bunch of them in the early '90s, mid '90s. But Labouche was one of them. They, I think, they're the ones that sang that uh, "Be My Lover" song. You ever, you ever hear that? Song? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Be that. my yeah. lover, won't you, won't be, you be my, my lover? lover? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was thinking of. Um, I think that's Labouche. That Spice Girl song. Uh, la, 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 it's very similar, isn't it? If you want to be my lover. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Yeah. If you want to be my lover, you got to have sex with my friends. <laughs> now we're going Spice Girls. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But no, I'm talking about LaBouche. And so about two, three years ago, which would have been about 2015, 2016, first thing I tweeted to start the year, I was, I was like, this is going to be the year of LaBouche. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you finally got that LaBouche tattoo doesn't mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought that's why I got it because I thought it was going to be the year of LaBouche. <laughs> Well, long story short, it wasn't the year of LaBouche, <laughs> but yeah, was... I started researching on Wikipedia, like, whatever happened to LaBouche? And then there was a girl that was the main singer, and then she broke off to do a solo career, and then her first album after she went solo was called Ready to Fly, but she was not able to promote it much because she died in a plane crash. Oh, shit. I, th- <laughs> I-, I thought you were going to say she got into the pro-life plane sign business I, that would have been great <laughs> <laughs> well it's kind of like how notorious big had that album ready to die and then that's what he did he followed through he, he committed yeah, to the he, bit so he was a prophet basically he committed yeah. to the bit yep <laughs> and then wasn't tupac's last album hey suge knight why don't you shoot me <laughs> something like that wasn't it hey suge please shoot me <laughs> or, I, or I hire somebody I don't see how anybody that's even remotely familiar with Suge Knight can think that anything good is going to come from hanging out with him. <laughs> he seems like a big, lovable teddy bear, though, doesn't he? He talks a big game, but at the core yeah. of his chocolate Tootsie Roll center, he's really a sweet guy. Yeah, and then the next thing you know, you're being hung off a balcony. <laughs> yeah, Suge Knight would be one of those guys that I wouldn't even I wouldn't even kid around about murdering somebody. Like, I wouldn't even say it as a joke because he might take it seriously sort of thing. Yeah. Like, I can joke around with a lot of people about murder all the time, but with Suge Knight, he might just be like, oh, yeah, no, sure, I'll, I'll take care of that. Yeah, he just he just pulls out a gun like Joe Pesci shooting Spider in Goodfellas. Yeah, I was thinking about those movies and how, I don't know how they communicate, because somehow they say things very ambiguously, and they all know exactly what everybody means. They'll be like, ah, oh, you know, Tony needs to be taken care of. And then yep. they're like, all right, and then Tony's murdered. But what if the guy just meant like, no, 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 he needed some money. You know what I mean? Like they automatically already know that the guy needs to be murdered yeah. by someone. Yeah, he needed ambiguous. back massage because it was his birthday or something. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Like, oh, yeah, I think he hurt his leg and he was skiing or some shit. I heard that recently with a, a friend of mine was watching a documentary about the drug dealers. And this guy was like, oh, this guy was so dangerous. Oh, no, actually, it was one of the mob bosses, actually. And he was like, oh, he could just raise his eyebrow and get somebody killed. Yeah, like, well, I hope he was careful with his eyebrow. Yeah. You know <laughs> Fucking guy just raises his eyebrow and all of a sudden my guy got murdered. The world's most deadly eyebrows. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Damn, dude. So you guys been getting into any cool new internet fights this week? Since we're all agoraphobic stuck inside, it's kind of all we have to do. I mean, I always, regardless of whether there's a virus going on, (laughs) but I guess, yeah, I guess it's happening more often than than it used to be since I have more time to be on the computer. But nothing since the, since that, well, actually, no, I got into it with somebody else about the the kid (laughs) that shot the people in uh, Kenosha. Is that the name of the town? Yeah. Yeah, he was arguing something like, well, they threw him a Molotov cocktail. I'm like, nah, dude, man, it was a bag, dude. Because I saw the video, he threw it forward, and then he ran towards it. It's like, that's not what you do when you throw a Molotov cocktail. You, <laughs> you don't throw it forward and then run towards the flames. It, it, it's <laughs> weird that that would be the the example of like why that guy would feel the need to shoot those people when there were other instances of him actually being attacked but, I mean, he shouldn't have fucking been there in the first place. Yeah, I'll just yeah. say this. I mean, 
I think that I'm going to see a lot of new MAGA people, unfortunately, wearing fucking American Crocs. I think that's going to be the new thing that unfortunately comes out of all this. Yeah, that was, see- that's what really offended me. Is like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anybody that wears Stars and Stripes Crocs should be allowed near firearms ever. I mean, dude, if you want to get ahead of the market, I mean, I'm telling you, start buying fucking the stock of whatever Crocs parent company is. That shit's probably going to go up a bit. Yeah, they didn't care about the gun. They they had a real problem with the shoes, and I get it. That guy had to go. <laughs> yeah, I fuck mean, that shit. That might have been the fashion police trying to kill him for all we know. I mean, who's to say they were Black Lives Matter or Antifa? It could have been the fashion police. Well, it uh, looked like pretty much all the people involved in that scuffle were white. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I yeah. basically, I you know, again, it's like it's it's dark at night and it's grainy video sometimes. But as far as I could tell, it was all a bunch of white people. It could have yeah. been the suburbs versus the sticks. It's like you got that little infighting with the white folk. I mean, there's different factions of it. Well, plus, I feel like black people are smart enough not to try and charge a dude with a fucking assault rifle. <laughs> yeah. Well, because originally the first video I just saw was the, when they were chasing him, right? Yeah. And, and, it, and so a lot of people were like, oh, well, he was just defending himself. I was like, well, they were chasing them because he already shot another guy. Normally, people don't just randomly chase guys that are carrying AR-15s. See, I didn't, I didn't realize. Yeah, normally. I know, like, at the end, they were chasing him because he headshot. I didn't realize, like, he definitely had already shot somebody when they were chasing him. Yeah, when they were chasing them, they were chasing him. Well, well, when the skateboarder guy and the guy that got shot in the arm were chasing him, it was like, oh, that's the guy that shot the other guy. So they were trying to catch up with him. Oh. But he had already shot another guy in the head before that. Okay. I would have to make sure I've seen all the video then, because... That would change my perception of it entirely if he had already shot somebody when they were chasing him. But oh, yeah, like, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They For weren't sure. just randomly chasing him down the street. He had already shot another guy. Now, the thing is that the other guy, the first guy he shot, was also chasing him. And that's the only part I don't know exactly what was going on there. The, the guy, okay. first guy that got shot was running after him. Yeah, but I don't know why. I don't, I don't know I, what the... I saw the two of them talking shit to each other before the carnage ensued. It was basically one of those little things where they got about a foot or two away. They were kind of talking yippee, yippee, yippee. And then next thing you know, one guy's chasing after the other guy. So it's like the classic little dick syndrome. What'd you say, motherfucker? You know, or my mama's not fat. And then, you know, one thing led to another. There it goes. Yeah, that's a bad combination when you get people like that combined with guns like that's that's one guy like the guy that I actually that I was arguing with about this shit. Like, actually, I posted on his thing today. And I was like, let's just save us a bunch of time. This is the way it's going to go. Your head's going to overload. And then you're going to say you're going to come to one of my shows and beat me up. Like, that's always, <laughs> that's the way it always ends. I was like, oh, yeah, you keep talking like that. I'm going to show up to, once this COVID thing's done, I'm going to show up to one of your shows. I'm going to heckle uh, you right. <laughs> yeah, fucking heckle. He's like, he wants to like fucking beat me to a pulp. Heckle you with his fist, Carlos. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So it's this Danny guy. It's an Italian guy. He looks like a fucking... He looks like a fucking troll ate the Jersey Shore is what he looks like. But he wants to, like, fucking beat me up. Well, dude, and... that's... What, these people, like, in their minds, they're like, well, I'm losing the brain fight, so maybe I could win the fist fight. Yeah. I think what's funniest about it is that the guy thinks of himself as, like, super intellectual. Like, he's very smart, but his fucking, all his posts are full of fucking misspellings and grammar mistakes. <laughs> and then every time he's challenged, he ends up with the, yeah, you know, well, maybe we can settle this in person sort of stuff. So. Yeah. Cool. All right, so let's go ahead and welcome our guest for the night, Mr. Jamie Ward. Hi, right, buddy. How you doing, man? Doing well. Good to hear you. <laughs> yeah, you too, brother. Hey, Jamie. Hey, Jamie. How's it going? 
Going well. How are you guys? Good, man. Also well. So I'll regale you guys of a story of a time once upon a time 12 years ago, I was hosting at the Matthews Comedy Zone. And Did you ever do the Matthews Comedy Zone, Jamie? Yeah, that was. I think that was my first out-of-town thing ever. Oh, oh really? shit. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So my, the story is pretty simple. There was a heckler in the crowd, and he was going, I think the feature, I was emceeing, but I forget who the feature was. And the heckler was just getting a little bit too crazy. And my buddy was sitting right next to the heckler and does the classic, hey, guy, chill out. And then the heckler punches my friend, breaks his nose. Damn. So, only time I've ever seen a fight in my entire life in comedy was that. <laughs> oh, show. see, that's why I was confused. I thought your friend was a comic. Your, your, your friend was just in the audience. Yeah. yeah, my friend was just in the audience. Wrong place, wrong time. Sitting next to the asshole and was like, hey, man, chill out. The guy was just a drunken heckler. Dude, fucking belligerent drunks are the worst people, man. <laughs> I never, I, I'm surprised it hasn't happened. I mean, I've had audiences get angry at me, but I've never actually been, has, has that ever happened to you, Jamie? Like somebody wants to like physically come at you? Uh, no, but that's that's because I'm like a very passive, uh, I, I don't do exciting comedy. I'm just there to like please <laughs> families and friends. Like I, I love the, the stuff. Like Carlos, I'm a huge fan of yours, but like I don't, uh. I don't ruffle feathers with my opinions or, <laughs> no, or statements. Or that's good, man. I should learn at my old age. I can't do shows anymore, so now I just get into fights on Facebook. <laughs> just come up with a very divisive closer. You know, that's that way it's the last thing they remember, and then yeah. they have to pass you on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> Got indecorous news, everybody. There's a segment where we highlight the most important news happening across the United States and all over the world after you listen to this segment you will never have to listen to another <laughs> newscast ever again in your entire life this, informa this information will remain relevant forever <laughs> so yeah exactly it'll never go at all that's why we tell it here as long as you hear it it's going to be relevant and actually i'm going to let jamie start us off here you can do the headline there in the first little paragraph jamie doctor who said she would give jews wrong medication loses medical license the State Medical Board of Ohio revoked the medical training certificate of Dr. Laura Kolab, who was fired from two residency programs after old anti-Semitic tweets resurfaced. Wait, uh, wait, I'm trying to figure out what the problem is. Yeah, that's right. Bobby's still not sure why this is entirely a problem. I'll explain <laughs> it to you, Bobby. Apparently, I actually did do a little more research into this, and I, I guess there's a website that just... Because this person, has, we've talked about it, I think in the last, maybe a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about how these famous people keep getting in trouble for the same shit that they've already apologized. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it happened to Dan Harmon and it happened to Kevin Hart and all this. Well, this person isn't even famous, but the thing is, there's apparently a website that just keeps track of anti-Semitic tweets. And they just really? fucking, yeah, and they isn't archive it. Isn't it called Breitbart News? <laughs> I think they, I think, yeah, oh, I think they, That's yeah. a fan site. It's kind yeah. of, yeah, that's the, yeah, that's why they keep track of them, so they can favorite them. Yeah, I think that's the <laughs> section where, yeah, exactly, where people jerk off of, on Breitbart. I keep track of them just to make sure it doesn't overlap with any of the jokes I'm trying to write for my, so. <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> that's how you double check you're not hacking somebody else's yeah. anti-Semitic rant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but apparently, yeah, there's this website that archives these things, and so when I guess they tracked this person down and then they started sending the medical centers or whatever, the state of Ohio Medical Board, they sent them copies of, of her old tweets. I'll let Bobby take the next lines here. One of the residency programs, Kern Medical Center, said in a statement, Dr. Collab submitted information that was false, misleading and incomplete to Kern Medical during the interview and match process. 
Like the whole thing about not liking Jews. She didn't mention that at all. Not even once. If we had known she planned to give Jews the wrong medicines, we would have made sure to only let her treat Gentiles. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Can you believe they said that? That's what they said. So that, so that she, yeah, so they let her go from that place because... Uh, there's like when you hear relationships are in trouble because of one of the dude cheated or something and then she's like i just want you to be honest i was like no you don't yeah yeah <laughs> like, i've also like, never filled out gentile on my mission sheet to a doctor's <laughs> office is that a question that they're asking now well you've never been to current medical center that, uh, that's fair <laughs> it'd be kind of funny if you turned it in and then you saw them writing like jew in big letters on it it's like, we don't usually do this, but we have a doctor here that's very picky. <laughs> She's an excellent doctor, <laughs> yeah. assuming you're not Jewish. Yeah. So we by just, giving them the wrong medicine, is this like any kind of medicine, or was she specifically goofing on them by giving them like Viagra so they spontaneously get boners for no reason? That would be funny <laughs> if she was actually fucking experimenting that way. Like, regardless of the diagnosis, just Viagra. Viagra for you, you know. Yeah. Viagra. You got heartburn, Viagra. Very good. High blood pressure, boners. <laughs> so here's some of the samplings, because again, this website, this is just some of them. They had a shitload of archived tweets that this woman had sent, and I'll let Ian Okay, so I'll, I'll read the mean tweets. Okay, so tweet number one. Haha, ew. I'll purposely give all the Yahooed the wrong meds. And by the way, Yahud, I guess that's a word for Jews. Is that, is that Yiddish? That's, yeah, well, I think it comes from Yahud Sirius from back in the day. Remember Yahud Sirius? No. The, well, that's the origin of that. But it's, is that, it's like, is that, huh? is he related to Modest Yahoo? Modest Yahud. Yeah, oh, Modest okay. Yahud and then the chocolate drink Yahud. I, I, always, I always use it as past tense of doing a internet search, but then uh, Yahoo internet yeah. search is not a thing anymore. Yeah. yeah, you still you're the one person that still use Yahoo. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. too busy binging things. Yeah, I'm still busy asking Jeeves. <laughs> so uh mean tweet number two. Annoying to go to school in a city full of Jews because everywhere I go I hear about the wonderful Israel about to tell this guy to shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Well, she wrote SDFU because she doesn't. I'm assuming she doesn't like to say curse words. Yeah, she was trying to keep it clean. You know, she keep, didn't want to offend anybody. Okay, mean tweet number three. Why is this airport literally full of Jews? I just had an evil staring contest with one because he was staring. They look like settlers. Yeah, huh. I, I guess she just it's, 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 it's like the thing is like some of these are like aren't even funny. They're just like I just straight up. There's a lot of Jews here. This is why I keep track of the tweets because I want to make sure that I'm not doing this material. I want mine to be way funnier. This is... Yeah, yeah. Some of these could get you hit after a show. Huh. I didn't know that looking like a settler is an insult. Isn't that just like European immigrant from the 1500s that came over here and settled and conquered the Native Americans? Well, I mean, you're white, so of course you would think that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I would just look like, you know, a pilgrim on dress-up day you or know, something. Are, you know, settlers, they're great. You know, they came over, they helped all the Native Americans. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. they taught them how to plant crops and whatnot. Yeah, they saw they were cold, gave them all those blankets. <laughs> <laughs> so, mean tweet number three or four. Hashtag Coney has to be a Yahudi on the inside. Yahudi and the blowfish. I just thought about that. Oh, there you go. Better. There you go. Huh? So here, How about that? So this next one's pretty... Wait, wait, let me clear that. Hey, Jamie, you haven't done that one before, right? No. <laughs> Yahudi and the blowfish? 
<laughs> That's the new street slang for doing blow, my friend. I'm, yeah, I'm sensing all the yeah. Jew talk that Jamie's a little uncomfortable here. <laughs> well, I was hoping that one day I'd be able to like host the Academy Awards or something, but clearly that's out the window. Yeah. No SNL for me. So. I know, this is why I, this is why this I funny. gave all the all the mean tweets to Ian. This is yeah, I'm, I'm doing the mean tweets, so you're, yeah, you're yeah, clean. Yeah. You're clean. So okay, so this next one, I blame Israel for everything, everything that goes wrong. I say Allah, yo fivel e al yadu. Allah will kill the Jews. So, so basically, this guy blames like whenever the wife makes the TV dinner too hot. This is like you know the Jews' yeah. fault, basically. Everything, everything. everything. I, I love how the, like the tongue is out on that one. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Na 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 kill all the Jews. Oh, I, I, I do want to participate more. I just don't understand half of these. Yeah. These are yeah. Like take well, a level of research well, into hating people that I don't have, I guess. See, that's the thing is that people like, that hate people just blindly based on their religion don't usually make a lot of sense. Yeah. Not very smart people. <laughs> yeah, no. Egg, we'll do a few more and then we'll move All on. All right. A bag of lentils just fell to the ground while I was trimming my bush. I'm going to cook them and make a delicious meal. Also, fuck the Jews. Now, that one was kind of funny because she's talking about her vagina. And <laughs> All right. I, I will admit I, I wrote some of these myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to say which, but uh, some of them. All, All right. right. Reminiscing about the bridge and how the... Yahood Jews unfold and mess up all our clothes, steal things from our suitcases, dogs. Yeah, so apparently yeah. so they're at the airport hopping in the suitcases, stealing I shit. I guess. I just, I'm just picturing like little troll Jews jumping on fucking bags, <laughs> jumping out of bags with all your gold or something. Yeah, that's, this is crazy because I have never seen a Jewish person working for the TSA. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think I smell a Jew right now. Never mind, it was just a fart. Poop reminds me of lots of Jews. It's gross. I hate it. Have I mentioned how much I hate Jews? Real talk though, Jews bum me the fuck out. Jews, no thank you. I think these are all Carlos. <laughs> yeah, I think the last few were definitely peppered in from Carlos. But, but All right, fine. But Ian but, said them. I didn't I, say it. All right, all right. But the real person that put all this out here, I mean, you're giving way too much credit to a single race of people. Yeah, you know, pulling right. all the invisible strings and controlling our lives. I mean, way too consumed by it. But this is, so this is what's really was the funniest part to me. I'll read this last part. Collab wrote scores of anti-Semitic social media posts between 2011 and 2013, you know, hence the, the Coney. That was right in the middle of that. But she deleted him after being accepted by the Toro College of Osteopathic Medicine in New York, which calls itself the largest private university in the U.S. with Jewish roots. <laughs> oh, the irony. Holy shit. Yeah. It's yeah like she, I, wrote, she wrote all this shit, and then she applied to be at the fucking college that's the Jewish Jew college of all time. Well, also, I love how you're like, hey, I really want to practice medicine, and I just never want to be around Jewish people also. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, it, so maybe yeah. her diabolical plan is to like, take the college down from the inside or something like that? Yeah, I guess so. You hate the police, you're going to become a cop to infiltrate them or some sort of shit? Infl infiltrate their ranks, and well, then I mean, you can really do the damage. Have any options, really? I mean, can any of you name one Gentile medical school? they're all of them so that is true yeah that's a good point well well for context i mean I, I, do you guys know about this Turo? I, I never heard of it but you know i'm not in that world wait but isn't for, that the app where you can like rent somebody's car Turo? <laughs> yeah but it's gonna be a jewish car or some shit all right for context the Turo college of osteopathic medicine is so jewish the average nasal hook of its faculty is roughly one and a half times the size of the average american nose <laughs> 
All right, Ian, you can take this on to our next story. All right, so our next story is Kentucky State Police have charged a 29-year-old man with promoting child trafficking, accusing him of trying to sell a four-year-old boy for a mere $2,500 at a gas station. Yeah, that's a steal. <laughs> well, steal this kid at a steal. Yeah. We've all so, paid, like, much more. Why do people have to promote child trafficking? The business is going fine. They do not need to promote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no shit. Sorry. So the, the low-balling perp, his name was Harry Day. He was arrested Sunday after police responded to reports of a man trying to sell an African-American child at a Speedy Mart in Corbin, Kentucky. Now, I've never done Corbin, it, Kentucky, but it does seem appropriate that that's where you would go to buy children. Now, I have been to Corbin. I go to Corbin all the time. Oh, Has anybody else been to Corbin? Like to do deliveries? Oh. No. Okay, so what is in Corbin? This is fascinating. Uh, that is where Colonel Sanders started his chicken. Not the first KFC, ah. but he, he worked at a hotel there that's now like a museum. Kentucky Fried Wait, Chicken. We're just going with everywhere famous people work now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to mention, too, that um, <laughs> this week's episode is brought to you by Charlie's Children. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know that, Jamie? Or did you actually seek that out? And I that's why. Because uh, I. When I'm driving norther than Corbin, I usually get hungry about there from Atlanta. <laughs> Stop there many times, too many times. Plus, I have a feeling, too, that if that's their thing, that they don't let you not get that information when you enter that town. It is the only thing there. In fact, it's just a regular KFC up front. And then they look and they're like, oh, there's a museum in the back with all the Colonel Sanders stuff. Oh, shit. And kids. But so and kids, yeah. It's like a like, KFC fucked a Cracker Barrel. Yeah, See, this is this is where the Pizza Gate people went wrong. It's actually Chicken Gate. <laughs> All right, the state troopers found the boy at his mother's house along with methamphetamine and drug paraphernalia. She was identified as Gertrude Henson, twenty-six. What? Who names her daughter Gertrude? Gertie. Yeah. Is that really a thing? People still call their daughters Gertrude? I mean, I mean, I would expect her if she was like 89 or some shit. Yeah. But 26, okay. The police mm. said both Day and Henson told the officers they'd been using methamphetamine. Officers on the scene replied, yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see like the first instance of somebody trying to sell a child like this where just everybody involved is sober and has their lives together. <laughs> I don't know how you even approach people... Well, I guess the answer is they're on meth. That's really the answer of yeah. everything. But yeah. I don't even know how you would, even if you had a kid for sale, I wouldn't know how to begin this. Do you want a two-piece combo? Do you prefer breasts or thighs? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> there are just so many assumptions there. It's like, first of all, somebody's got to be enough of a monster to be in the market for a child, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And then they've got to have that kind of cash on them. Second, it is just the least viable business, it seems like, of all time. It's like a step above Quibi. Cash <laughs> <laughs> oh, on Quibi. It really, it does it's, seem like this would it, be more appropriate to do Facebook Marketplace or something. Yeah. My buddy, Glenn, has been fucking with people on, on Facebook Marketplace because apparently, did you guys know this? You can buy guns on Facebook Marketplace. But oh, they, sure, why not? But yeah. they get advertised as stickers. They'll put like Glock sticker. And so my, bu my buddy will be like, hey, man, I really want that Glock sticker. And then the guy will send him a picture of a fucking Glock, real Glock. Uh, and he'd be huh. like, oh, I, don't, I don't see the sticker. Like, where's, can you move Can you move the gun out of the way? I'm trying to get a sticker. Or, I just picture it being one of those loopholes where it's like, no, the sticker is $900. The gun is <laughs> a complimentary gift. So yeah. this is like the QAnon theory about the 
Wayfair and Amazon, how they're shipping like children from overseas because there's apparently fanciest shit furniture that costs $10,000 called something like the Kathleen or the Joanne. And people can't conceive that furniture could cost $10,000. So it must be a child in a box. Oh, yeah. that's I heard that conspiracy, but I never really got into it. So people think the kids are really being sent through Wayfair. And why would you wait on them to be shipped when you could just go down to your local Speedy Mart? <laughs> yes, right. Because <laughs> the thing is, like, I've been to Big Lots, and the most expensive piece of furniture there is $500. So there's no way anything could ever cost more than that. Oh, is that not like the cap? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's what these people think. So, yeah. Is there only evidence that they're named after people's names? Yeah, that's the is, only evidence. And, yeah. and it's a high price to them because they've got the big lots and they've never seen anything that cost $10,000 before. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is your weekly reminder to follow us on social media. Please follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Indecorous Comedy. We are on Twitter, at Indecorous Pod. Instagram, at Indecorous Comedy. We are on Pornhub. We've told you that plenty of times, but go to pornhub.com slash user slash Indecorous Comedy. And we are on Patreon. Please support us on Patreon so we can pay these $1,400 that we owe the hijacker from Russia. Otherwise, he'll release the video of all three of us masturbating at the same time. It'll be very embarrassing. We need to raise that money quickly. I mean, I don't know how Ian and Bobby feel about it, but I feel like it was not my best work. Yeah, I feel like it wasn't Carlos's best work either. And we also have our side podcast. Can you tell them about that, Ian? Yeah, dude. So for people who just want the money shot and nothing else, we've got Pornhub Comments, the podcast. And most importantly, guys, tell a fucking friend. Tell your grandma. She's sitting on her ass. She's not doing anything. She would love us. Just tell a friend. Yeah, yeah, play it. Just fucking play it. Don't even ask them if they want to listen to it. Just fucking press play. And what's your grandma going to do? Yeah, just hold people against their will and share our podcast with them. Oh, and we haven't plugged the merch in a while. We still have our merch store with all the hottest trends <laughs> that the kids... Uh, we got the baggy jeans and uh, bell bottoms. And the what Beans Out for Harambee t-shirt. Yeah. Don't forget about Beans, beans Out, out for Harambee. Yeah. As three guys in our late 30s, we really have our ear to the ground for whoa, 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 whoa. teen uh, fashion er- trends. Oh, I'm sorry. Early, uh, Carlos, early, Carlos just early. turned 30. I just turned 30, yeah. So, yeah, WAP. Huh? Wet-ass <laughs> pussy. It's on our main website. There's a link that just says Indecorous Merch. Just click on that shit. Takes you right to our Teespring store. And Indecorous is, that's I-N-D-E-C-O-R-O-U-S, right? That's I-N-D-E-C-O-R-O-U-S. Yeah, that's right. Bobby's got it down. Spelling bitch in. (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to move on to our main subject of the night. This was written by Bobby D., and this uh, week we got Celebrity Child Molesters, and that's also the name of his autobiography, is Celebrity Child Molesters. <laughs> <laughs> but this is not what we're going to be talking it's today. It's a coffee book yeah. table. Yeah, and then in parentheses it says I could have gone pro. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> well, when it comes to infamous kid diddlers, everybody's heard of Michael Jackson and Jared from Subway. So on tonight's episode of Inductor's Company, we're going to talk about a subject near and dear to our good buddy Ian's heart, Celebrity Chimo. Oh, By the way, man. Jamie, you ever heard that chimo? I never. 
Yeah, me either. Yeah. We know it now because Ian won't stop saying it. That's his favorite cute little way of saying child molestation. And I did not invent that, by the way. Episode 49, our buddy Stefan dropped that for the first time. So that's the origin of the term child move. It sounds like something a real estate agent came up with. It sounds like something you get at Starbucks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll get a chime up latte, please. $5,000 cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. <I'm telling> <laughs> yeah, I'll and take it, the yeah. Shannon. <laughs> and, yeah, that's right. It comes with a kid. So it says, Bobby Rota, you can start us off here. Uh, how many times do we have to say that I wrote this? <laughs> yeah, Bobby, if there's anything wrong with this, just ask Bobby. <laughs> in October 2001, Paula Poundstone was charged with felony child endangerment due to driving drunk with kids in the car. She was also charged with three counts of committing lewd acts upon a girl younger than 14. Was this all part of the same incident? It's the same trip to Dunkin' Donuts. They, wow. so, so not only was she drunk in the car, she was also doing lewd acts while she was driving yeah, drunk. She's just a multitasker. Yeah, she was hammered and just had, like, one hand in the back seat, I guess. Good One Lord. hand on the wheel, you know? I don't know. After changing her earlier not guilty plea to no contest for the child endangerment charge, prosecutors dropped the lewd acts charges and added a misdemeanor count of inflicting injury upon <laughs> a child. Yeah, I think, like, what? Like, inflicting a psychological injury upon a child? If you hear that, oh, they dropped the charges to injury upon a child, that still sounds pretty fucking horrible to me. Yeah. Well, you know, it must have been bad when this is the one where they're like, well, we can't drop it entirely. We're going to give you inflicting injury upon a child. Yeah. It sounds like it could just be an, an accident, not child molestation. Yeah. <laughs> Lawyers bragging about how they got it reduced to, oh, yeah, I got it taken down to inflicting injury upon a child. Lewd acts. At least you entertained the kids a little bit. But injury, <laughs> that's just, you're just straight up fucking hurting them. Yeah. yeah, and then again, I still, I don't understand how she fucking managed to do every single one of these things. Is this why you, maybe I'm wrong, but is this why you don't hear much about Paula Poundstone anymore? Or is she still out there I don't, pounding the stone? I don't know. I, I like to think that people just kind of came to their senses and just realized she wasn't funny, but it might have been this. <laughs> this is what did it in? Yeah. All right, Ian, you can do this next one. All right, everybody knows about Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman, jerking off in the movie theater, but he's also a registered sex offender thanks to authorities finding child porn in his house. Oh, really? That, 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 that part I did not know about. That's kind I of interesting, because he's doing these children's shows, playing the perpetual man-child kind of character, and then it turns out he was probably living as a child in his mind. Pee Wee Herman, like Paul Rubens, at least, he, he was out of the picture for a little while, but he's kind of back, right? Doesn't he do movies again and shit? Yeah, he made wasn't there, back. Wasn't oh, there a Pee Wee, Pee Wee Herman movie not too long? Or maybe not a movie, but something. I think that little cliche about how tragedy plus time equals not only funny, but a career revitalization. I think that's how that works. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Child porn plus time equals Pee Wee's either. Big Adventure Part 6. Well, I think he yeah. actually ended up pleading it down to a misdemeanor of just inflicting injury on a child. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's good. He's, that's, he can that's act how, again. That's how every yeah. single one of these stories is going to yeah. end. <laughs> <laughs> we should have just called this segment the indecorous injury to a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, Jamie, you can do this next one. Okay. Jeffrey Jones, better known as Principal Rooney in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, was arrested for possession of child pornography and accused by a 17-year-old boy of solicitation to pose for nude photos. He pleaded no contest to a charge of soliciting a minor as the accuser was 14 when the offense first occurred. Believe it or not, I've never seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, so I don't even know who this is. 
Dude, you know what I didn't realize, but uh, you have seen Deadwood, and it's the guy that played Merrick. Oh, I think I heard about the, the, the bar owner. No, no, no. Uh, Merrick was the newspaper uh, guy. Oh, the newspaper guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know who that guy so this is. Guy, yeah. so, so this guy, Jeffrey Jones, returned to acting too then, I guess? <laughs> I yeah. Guess, yeah, you know, I'm not sure what year this took place, but yeah, I, I mean, I feel like he's been maybe been in stuff since then. I don't know, but Deadwood was a while ago too. Yeah, I yeah. guess you're right, yeah. <laughs> Well, but I mean, there's a long gap there between Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Deadwood. Yeah, it's true. He ruined Not, Ferris Bueller's Day Off for me because I love quoting that movie and talking about it all the time. I can't bring it up on Facebook without somebody bringing this up, though. I didn't know that oh, was name. Oh, really? The, yeah. Yeah. He just tarnished the whole thing. It was a, it, and he, like he has such a small part, too. It's ridiculous. That's, that's well, the real crime right there. I mean, you like talking about Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That guy likes talking about child molesters. Yeah, that's true. It's like, why Why does your mind... If you're just talking about Ferris Bueller's Day Off, why would somebody just immediately like, gravitate to like go, ah. go post something. Everybody post something about Ferris Bueller's Day Off today on Facebook. And within first three thing. comments, somebody will yeah. bring up the, uh, the principal. <laughs> Fucking killjoys, man. Yeah, and maybe then, that's their favorite child molester. <laughs> well, that's uh, definitely Bobby's favorite child molester. Hey, oh. he was a good character on Deadwood. <laughs> well, he was, I will say that. He was very good in Deadwood. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess what I mean, well, we, we've had this discussion before. These guys might be pieces of shit, but it's like Cosby still had a few good specials and shit. He was still a good comic. He was a piece of shit in his personal life, but, but oh, anyway, you know. Oh, Carlos forever defending Bill Cosby. <laughs> well, you know, he's. if you've ever seen my comedy, it's very derivative of Bill Cosby. <laughs> Uh, so Ian Watkins was the lead singer of the band Lost Profits up until being given a 29-year prison sentence for multiple sex offenses, including the sexual assault of young children. His egregious crimes include conspiracy to engage in sexual activity with a one-year-old girl. Uh, yeah. Possession and or distribution of indecent images of children and, quote, extreme animal pornography. Oh, wow. So this guy wasn't even into the mild animal pornography. No. He was going no. hardcore bukkake. Yeah. We've all probably dabbled like, in mild animal pornography. Right. So this was probably yeah. like gay animal pornography. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I'll watch, I'll watch dragonflies fuck, but come Double on. Double penetration yeah. situation. Uh, yeah. We're talking about quite some. a lot of animal bukkake. Animal bukkake. Yeah. <laughs> like a duck gangbang, you know? In uh, November of 2012, Watkins pled guilty to attempted rape and sexual assault of a child under 13. He also pled guilty to three counts of sexual assault involving children, six counts of taking, making, or possessing child porn, and one count of possessing an extreme pornographic image involving a sex act on an animal. They really went out of their way to use a lot of words for the animal. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You'd yeah. think, yeah, they'd more of the focus would be on the harm to children. Well, you know what's probably the most fucked up is that the animal was probably underage, too. Oh, yep. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, his victims included a baby boy, and he sent a text message to the mother of one victim saying, If you belong to me, so does your baby. Oh, well, I didn't know he was a romantic. <laughs> well, so, so he would like catfish the mothers just to get to the babies. That was his game? Yeah, like, I Weird. think all, all the babies and stuff that he touched, like, some of the moms also went to jail because they kind of helped facilitate it. What is this? I don't I'm not familiar with Lost Profits. What is that? Me neither. And I don't want to listen to their music, because what if it's good? It sounds like a doom metal band <laughs> to me, but maybe not. 
Yeah, that would be like that's kind of the reverse. There's like most of these people. Well, I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people do know who lost profits are and have listened to that shit, but we don't know that. But so we would be coming at, at it the reverse. Like we know the child molestation first, and then we'd have to learn the art. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, I wouldn't want to listen to the music because it might ruin his child molestation for me. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't want I don't want his music to suck, and then I I can't respect all his child chimo as Ian likes to say. Yeah. All right, Ian, you can take us on this right. next one. Being one of the best loved entertainers in British music history wasn't enough for glam rock singer Gary Glitter. In 1997, a technician tasked with flipping his laptop fixing, found child fixing. porn. Oh, uh, uh, fixing his laptop yeah, found yeah. child porn with more found at his homes. He admitted to downloading more than 4,000 images of child porn. He was cleared of a charge of having sex with a 14-year-old girl with whom he had a relationship with in the 1970s. He just got downgraded to injuring her? <laughs> I mean, you know Gary Glitter, though? He plays that song that they play at sports arenas all the time. You know what I'm talking about? No. I'll play it when we actually release the podcast. Up to recently, yeah, they play his song all the time at arenas. It's like one of those uh, anthems. Oh, shit. Dude. Yeah. Okay, with the shitstorm of negative press that being a fan of child porn will get you, Glitter decided to try to hide out in other countries, moving his yacht around to Spain, Cuba, Cambodia, Thailand, and eventually settling in Vietnam, one of the world's capitals of kid fucking. Yeah, I remember, oh. I actually do remember when this guy was getting in trouble. You know, it came out, it's like, oh, he's moving to Cambodia. I was like, all right, this guy's not even trying to hide it at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like most people don't move to Cambodia and Vietnam just because that's a nice oh, relaxing sex tourism. place. Oh, it's ridiculous. Don't forget about the lady boys, Carlos. They've got lady boys. Well, yeah. So it's like this guy was just like, ah, fuck it. I'm going all in. We should have gone to (laughs) Sweden. I heard they have good uh, furniture. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Wink, wink. (laughs) So uh, let's see. In Vietnam, he grew up teenage waitresses, brought young girls home with him. And six Vietnamese girls from 11 to 23 claimed Glitter had had sex with him. Despite somehow facing only a 14-year maximum, he ultimately only served about three years in prison. That's fucking crazy, dude. That's the story. Well, except for the Lost Profits guy. He is serving 20-something. That's probably for the animals, though. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody else is getting their shit like, ah, three years in prison. And then they just go back to kid. Because that's the other part of this thing is like kid fuckers are like the pedophiles. They just pedophiles forever, man. Like it's not like they, oh, I spent six years in jail. Now I know how bad what I did was. It's like they're still going to have those urges. Yeah, dude, you're not going to pray away the fucking pedophilia. I mean, that's not a thing. Well, yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like I would actually agree with uh, castration, like forced chemical castration. And honestly, I think some of them would actually not mind it either. Because I think, I mean, I've heard stories or news articles where some of them talk is like, man, I wish I didn't have these urges, but I can't help it. So, well, then volunteer to fucking get your balls cut off or something. Yeah, you know, there has to be some guy out there that has those urges, but it was because he got fucked as a kid and now he's a victim twice that was just yeah i mean horrible horrible shit man that's the way it usually happens is that vicious cycle where it just kind of repeats itself but i mean the thing is like yeah it's terrible it's horrible that it happened to you but you still can't do it to other people exactly yeah 
Well, yeah, you, I know it's, aw- it's awful. There's a doctor that could help them with that castration as long as you are not a Jewish pedophile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <so>. like, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Or, or or if you are Jewish, you might get the castration yeah. if you're looking for anything else. Like if you're yeah. going for a penis it, enlargement. It's a, a chemical castration, and uh, <laughs> yeah. instead he just gives you Viagra. <laughs> That would be hilarious, though. The, <laughs> the pedophile comes in, but he's Jewish, and she fucking refuses to do the surgery on him. She's just like, "Ew, gross." <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of my old tweet. <laughs> yeah, she, she's immediately tweeting about it as it happens. All right, Jamie, you can do this next one. Okay, creator of the Jeepers Creepers movie franchise, Victor. Salva was arrested in 1988 for sexual misconduct of a 12-year-old on the set of his debut movie, Clown House. Uh, that, that, uh, that's fucking red flag <laughs> number one right there. The movie's <laughs> called The Clown House. Yeah. Uh, a search of his home turned up child porn, and he was sentenced to three years in prison. Of course, this was back in the 80s when everybody was coked up and more forgiving because he was able to stage a comeback and gain success with his Jeepers Creepers movies in the mid-2000s. Yeah, I've heard of this guy. Actually, you know who was really adamant against this guy was, um, what's the comic from Boston that died like a year or two ago? Like an old school Boston comic. Oh, oh, um, shit. Hold like on. he was molested as a kid too. Yeah. Bobcat documentary. About yeah, Bobcat yeah. did the, the documentary about him. Fuck, I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, well, this is going to be in the next 30 minutes of the podcast. <laughs> it's just <laughs> us thinking. <laughs> I, I, I was just going, ah. Uh, it it's called Call Me Lucky, was the name of the. Yeah. Barry Crimmins. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. Barry. Yeah, Barry, Barry Crimmins. I did not look that up. I, I just finally remembered. Oh, sure. nice. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> no, I didn't. But he, he was, because apparently this guy also directed Powder, I think. Barry Crimmins? So th- no, no, no. <laughs> this is Victor Salvia, uh, <laughs> whatever the fuck his name is. Deeper Screepers guy. And he was like, oh, if you look at that movie from the lens of, of a, and I've never seen it, so I really don't know. But he was like, if you look at it, knowing that a pedophile directed it, you see how much it's a pro-pedophilia movie or whatever. Like, he was really pissed at this. And yeah, and then this guy came up with the Jeepers Creeper shit, made a bunch of money, and I guess fucking Hollywood doesn't give a fuck anymore. I did a good movie washes yeah. away all sins. I just want to say how disappointed I am in, in all y'all that uh, it took like 10 minutes to remember the name of a well-respected comedian in the comedy yeah. community from comedians. And every one of these people that comes up, we're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Like within 10 seconds. Of- <laughs> hey, hey, where the fuck were you on that one, Jamie? <laughs> I'm the guest. I, uh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> you were, you were, I think we're on the same podcast. I was on the Facebook marketplace. So, uh, yeah. Shopping <laughs> for children. <laughs> furniture, furniture. Yeah. I'm sorry, us, us, uh, completely. I, I'll include my myself in that none of us could think of this yeah, jimmy jimmy was had the stopwatch on to see how long it took us to fucking come up with his name yeah. hey at least i remembered the guy's you, name you <laughs> all right founding member of casey and the sunshine band bassist richard finch won five grammys for his work in the band and on the soundtrack for saturday night fever but later in 2010 he was accused of sexual contact with a 17 year old boy he admitted to the accusation, and after confessing to having sex with other teens, he was sentenced to seven years in prison. So this guy missed out on the life hack of if he would have done this shit in North Carolina, perfectly legit, because the age of consent is 16. 
Yeah, Ian is our go-to to uh, what is the age of consent in every state in the United States of America. Dude, I've got tattooed on my arm. I can just look yeah, it up. Yeah, that's right. It's just like the a, fucking You have like a chart dark. where you yeah. like touch the age of the kid and then just stay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't drive in that place. Go somewhere else. <laughs> Lawrence Taylor was a renowned linebacker for the Giants, winning two Super Bowls and ten Pro Bowls. Though he was an infamous partier and drug user in his younger years, he got sober in the 90s. And despite not having booze or drugs to blame it on, he was arrested in 2010 for statutory rape of a 16-year-old girl. He pled guilty and walked away with six years probation. Okay, so this was after he was sober he did this? Yeah, yeah, he sobered up and he was like, I gotta start fucking these kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, my life's getting short. Yeah, yeah he saw things a little clearer. Like <laughs> yeah. Maybe he blamed it on her shirt was, or her skirt was too short, you know? Wow. Jesus Christ, Ian. You gotta come up with some excuse, right? I mean, I don't know. Oh my God. Ah. <sighs> Ian, c- come on, Ian. Jamie's here. Why do you have to say stuff like that? Carlos, could you make that pause longer? <laughs> <laughs> I always do. It's, yeah. my fav- it's my favorite thing. It's, it's silences that are already pretty long. I always add a couple seconds to them just to make it and even more. And then he'll cut off the next five seconds of the laughter after I kill. <laughs> so it just sounds like my joke fell the No, I just. Damn you, Carlos. Yeah, that's my favorite part of the podcast is just editing so I sound like the best. Uh, but th- here's the thing, though, is like a lot of these that we're reading now, well, like, you know, just this one, for example, 16-year-old girl, the previous dude was with a 17-year-old dude. Uh, yeah. It's just that, like, after the Lost Prophets guy, this yeah. just seems like chump change. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, this guy had extreme animal fucking... He was going yeah, with fucking one-year-olds. I'm like, yeah, this fight's a fucking monster. These, the rest of these people just makes them look like Mr. Rogers. They could have honestly gotten catfished by high school girls pretending to be college girls, honestly. Yeah, I should have really saved Ian Watkins for last, but... <laughs> that's, that should have yeah. been our headliner, Bobby. <laughs> you know, apparently the lists that I was looking at were kind of fucked up, too, so... Yeah, so you just had a fucking Jerry Seinfeld open up for fucking Adam Cook. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord, talk about the deep references here. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, who knows who Seinfeld is? Yeah. (laughs) All right, and then, Jamie, you can close us out on this last one, man. Critically acclaimed director Robin Polanski may have survived the Holocaust and the loss of his wife, Sharon Tate, who was murdered by the Manson family, but he's still not able to step foot on U.S. soil to this day. In 1977, Polanski was arrested at the Beverly Wilshire Hotel for the sexual drugging and rape of 13-year-old Samantha Galey, who was modeled for Polanski at Jack Nicholson's swimming pool the day before. Polanski heard that the judge had told some friends he was going to disregard the plea bargain and sentence him to 50 years. So the day before sentencing, Polanski fled the country for London before settling in France, where he has lived mostly since. So they're cool with this in London and France, I guess? Or just they don't give a fuck? You make yeah. kick-ass films, so they're just like, oh, your films are so awesome. Though. Yeah, I think France specifically seems to have a completely different threshold when it comes to inappropriate behavior. And I think for, as, for, as far as this particular crime goes, the 1970s, let's be fair, they were a different time. And in, so I'll, I'll just give you my three arguments for why this is probably going to pass the smell test. Love has no age. Different times, you wouldn't understand. And my personal favorite, did you see what she was wearing? Yeah, that's, yeah, that is your personal favorite, actually. <laughs> you could have just I, said that last one. 
That's one of those, the time uh, or the era when it happened, I guess, does play a part because apparently Chaplin, I don't know if he married a very young girl or he was just dating her or something, but... I guess that shit flew in the early 20th century. Yeah, I mean, so I'm saying it. Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. Kind of like they were different times. I mean, I know it's a cliche to say that, but truthfully, people were dating and fucking middle school and high school age kids whenever they were 20 or 30 or whatever. It was just kind of a thing. And to be fair, he waited a day after the photo shoot, too. So take that into consideration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Guys, I have an update on the rat-tailed roofer. Oh, oh, yeah. Did. Oh, yeah. Jamie, Jamie, Bobby has a roofer that has a rat tail. He's building, <laughs> build, building some shit for yeah, Bobby. That's the, that's the origin story of this tale. Excellent. Yeah. So today he was showing me some pictures of some of the work that he did and some of the things that he replaced while he was up there. And then he shows me this other picture and he's like, you see that? And uh, I was like, uh, no, I don't really know what I'm looking at. And uh, he pointed out some chemtrails for me. <laughs> Dude, no fucking way. He's like, you see that little like halo right around there, man? I mean, I'm, I'm up on the roof all day, man. I can see these things. No, most people can't see them, you know? Holy shit. He went yeah. chemtrails on you? He went I was, I was expecting... On- I was expecting you to say he showed you a picture of his 13-year-old niece who he thought was hot and felt like he could <laughs> confide in you for some reason because you segued right into that right after yeah. the chide mode bit. So I figured you were connecting some dots there, but no, well, chemtrails? Holy that, shit. That's the thing. I mean, I do feel like Chimo does segue right into Rat-Tailed Roofer. You feel like there's going to be some overlap there, but Dude. that was not the case. Yeah, I was bait and switch, Bobby, bait and switch. Yeah, it's, it is kind of kind of funny, though, because, I mean, I just had to sit there and humor that guy because he's uh, an excellent roofer. It <laughs> 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 is the price you pay if you want shit on your house to work. Well, again, and that goes back to, like, the whole, all these uh, Polanski and Chaplin. They're like, ah, you know, they like to fuck the kids, but you've seen these movies this guy's doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of, kind of balances out, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Guy's got a rat tail. He talks about chemtrails, but I mean, you know, there's no leaks. Exactly. So, so Bobby has a loose moral compass is what we're all saying here, right? Yeah, uh, basically. I don't think I, I like compromise my morals at all <laughs> by, by being like, yeah, totally, chemtrails. All right, man, appreciate the uh, excellent job on the roof. <laughs> Jamie, didn't you have a mullet at one point? I, I did. I was going to, like, dude, that's why I'm not really chiming in on this because I, I, <laughs> I call chemtrails mullet clouds, right? Like, that's just what they are. I'm down with this guy. I would hire him. I don't even have a roof, but... Uh, <laughs> Send him, send him to Georgia. That'd be kind of funny if you were just sitting there quiet because you own the URL for rattailroofer.com. <laughs> it's on brand for me. Fucking I do. think about it, man. <laughs> Rolls roll off the tongue so perfect. Holy shit. <laughs> Maybe you can settle this, Jamie. We've been discussing this. Like when somebody has a rat tail, do those things just like fall off and then they grow another one? Or... And respawn. Like a... Yeah. How does that How does that work? I'll, I'll tell you. I actually had one as a child. Um <laughs> And yeah, no, you know what? Eventually, one of the millions of women that throws themselves at you will yank it off during a moment of heated passion in the back of a Trans Am. Uh, it's how. just inevitable when, when all the hordes of women are throwing themselves at you, yeah. that's what they, they grab at? Yeah. Yeah, ev- yeah, every rat tail was lost during sex. <laughs> <laughs> guys we're gonna go into our last segment of the evening and decorous laws this week we are doing uh, you know i was gonna say the old cliche the great state of but it's kansas i can't say the great state (laughs) of kansas come on 
Have you ever been to Kansas? Hasn't the state been completely broke since they just were like, yeah, nobody needs to pay taxes ever? Is that right? I don't know much about it. I've only been there a handful of times. I'm pretty sure this state budget is has been in shambles for quite some time now. Even Republicans were like, man, we got to raise taxes. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, it's one of those where it's like they get hit by tornadoes all the time, but there's like nothing there. So it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. It's like, who cares? Maybe it'll send us to whatever. What was that movie that they made? Uh, the Wizard of, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You don't even remember the Great Midget Gangbang? Oh, yeah, that's the, right. The, the Great Midget Gangbang of 1938. You know about that, uh, Jamie? There's a, there was a great gangbang at the Wizard of Oz. I taping. did not. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's why. That's what we. That's what we learn people here on this podcast. Dude, there that's was, one of my favorite episodes. Of this fucking podcast, by the way. Yeah, I don't remember what number it was. It was one of our first ones, but yeah, apparently all these midgets. It was like the greatest gathering of midgets in the history of time, and they were like, "Ah, this fuck." Yeah, they passed out drunk, and they had to get picked up every morning with a butterfly catcher net. Honestly, God. That would be the solution. Like, if you were into kids, but you don't want to break the law, go to a midget orgy, right? Yeah, like that that's right. Your short and and the, the real life hack is just to buy a midget blow-up doll. I've been saying this since like oh, yeah, yeah. 20 episodes ago, but that's the move. That's your fucking answer to everything. I know, dude. Problems in life. You throw me a problem, I'm going to solve it with a midget blow-up doll. Good answer. Well, cause there's a name for it, too. What, it, what was it called? Bridget the Midget. Yeah, Bridget Midget <laughs> Blow-Up Doll. And it was no joke. You said it was half price or it was cheaper. It was, it was, it was half price. Yeah. That's so. the real life hack right there. It's less material. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> Every week or basically whatever we feel like it, we highlight some of the dumber laws in different states of the United States. These may not all still be laws, but they were definitely the real laws at some point in time. I point this out every single time because if you just Google dumb laws... There's an actual website called Dumb Laws, and it'll just post anything, and none of it is verifiable, and uh, I will not stand for that. Carlos has got the good <laughs> shit. He meticulously researches I research these. I make sure that they're real, that I find at least two sources. Bobby, go ahead and take us on this first one. All right. In Kansas, it is illegal to screech your tires. In Derby, Kansas, for example, it is illegal to commit any act which causes or creates, quote, Unnecessary rapid acceleration, unnecessary tire squeal, skid, smoke, or slide upon acceleration or stopping, including the casting of tread, gravel, dirt, or other road surface materials from the tires. Uh, I, I'm on board. I like yeah, that. Yeah, dude. I was about to say the same shit, man. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, then and also any acts that simulate a temporary race, which I'm not really sure what that means. but Yeah, they called it the Myrtle Beach Act of 1967. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we've, we've discussed this before. Like, I don't get it, man. It's like, all right, you have a very, very loud car. Good for you, man. How yeah. about we just give you how about we just give you a certificate that you're the coolest person in the world and then you but, just tone it down a little but bit. But what if I have a little dick, a hairy back, and my whole identity is that I have this cool car that's really fast? How can I let the world know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about if I have a rat tail and a mullet? What what do I do then? <laughs> it's like we get it. You're obnoxious. But uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not against this particular law myself. Yeah. This should go federal. <laughs> yeah. We should amend the Constitution. <laughs> All right, Ian, you can take this next one. It's illegal to sell liquor by the glass in over 25 counties across Kansas, which repealed prohibition a full 15 years after Congress. Yeah. Wow. So they really hate dive bars, basically. 
They hate people being merry, gathering in their local watering holes. And I guess, maybe, maybe there's some beer town. Who knows? So what does it mean? It means that you got to get those tiny little liquor bottles. Is that what that is? Yeah. It was like South Carolina was like that until like a couple years ago, I think. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah. Where are you at these days, Jamie? I'm uh, I'm just north of Atlanta in Georgia. Oh, okay. You're, were you not in South Carolina for a minute? I was. Yeah. Lived in but Greenville. it wasn't it wasn't like this, right? Um, I did not have enough money to know. <laughs> but so yeah no moved... no i don't think it was like that no well when i first moved to atlanta dude they had the whole i, I don't think they have it anymore but you couldn't even buy any alcohol on sundays like mm-hmm. they would they would like rope off the beer aisle at, at the kroger or whatever yeah. I, I, I just picture some law where like every bottle of liquor also comes with a bible <laughs> <laughs> yeah that probably would be the one way they would they could get around from it like a bible passage at least you know little pamphlets well, if they sold you a Bible and then gave you a free ah, bottle of liquor, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah, liquor stickers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you buy a Bible, which gets you free furniture, which gets you, you know. Man. Are you much of a drinker, Jamie? No, I'm, I'm allergic to alcohol. Well, that's what? why I bring it up. Jamie is Asian, and apparently this happens a lot with Asian people. Oh, that's the thing. That's that's not the first time I've heard that. Yeah. Well, well what kind of alcohol? Because there's like rice, there's grain, there's um, so I, try, I used to potato uh, alcohol. Yeah, like when I was younger, I tried right along with everybody, but I get sick a little faster. But then just as I've gotten older, I was like, I can't process any of it. Um, maybe like rice wine and stuff. I've had some with less poor of a reaction, which might be why Asian people do that a lot. Uh, but oh, yeah. okay. So are you a heroin guy then? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He just shoots straight up. He mainlines that shit. I wonder what, because I have heard that. So it is a thing that can develop over time. Well, like I'll the, give you the boring science real quick, because uh, I did research to see if I could fix it. Right? Yeah, I'm uh, genuinely <laughs> curious about this. Um, yeah. 20% of at least Korean people lack the enzyme that processes the alcohol. So it just, it like, it goes straight through our liver and is absorbed immediately. Oh. It's, just, it's too intense. Okay. We don't get the fun part before we get just the increased side effects immediately. Uh, okay. Uh, dude, God no damn. It is not. Well, that's uh, that's that's why the Koreas are separated. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what the, what it is. All right. Actually, Jamie, you can take us on this next little one. In Wichita, Kansas, the mistreatment of mothers-in-law can be used as grounds for divorce. <laughs> now doesn't this sound like the setup of a Borschvelt joke or some shit like that? Like some sort of Catskill comedian? Like, like you can't... <laughs> well, wait till you get a load of my mother-in-law. Yeah. I, you know, I'd say something about her, but we're in Wichita. Yeah, Dude. take my wife's mother, please. <laughs> um, faith-based adoption agencies can turn away gay and lesbian couples based on religious beliefs. Of course. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, The Kansas Department for Children and Families cannot block any foster or adoption agency from participating in its programs solely because it refuses to adopt or place children with LGBT individuals. Yeah, this is one of those where it's just, it's not even funny, it's just retarded. And it's one of the new ones too, by the way. Like a lot of these, like Mm. we premised the whole segment with, it's just like, oh, they've been abolished or whatever. This one, I think, passed within the last 10 years. Oh, good grief. And, you know, they always hide it behind the whole, like, freedom of religion shit, which yeah. is basically code for freedom to discriminate. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so, so adoption agencies in Kansas are legally allowed to discriminate against gay people if they want to adopt. 
Dude, so so I know some gay couples that are like the best parents in the world. Yeah. Um, but I also what's kind of funny about these laws though is like on one hand you're kind of like, oh yeah, some real ignorant pieces of shit are probably going to be mean to this kid because he has two dads or whatever. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, I still think it's better off that they have parents than not have parents. Oh yeah, for sure. But, but yeah, but probably Kansas is not the most progressive state to fucking have gay parents. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're like, hey, we can't have gay, that we're going to be mean to that kid. you have any idea how mean we're going to be to him? (laughs) We're going to torment him every day. Come on, just make it illegal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's basically what they're saying. Like, hey, listen, we'd love to give you a kid, but you're gay, so we're going to relentlessly mock him. Yeah, we will destroy that child. Yeah, so, you know, we can't fucking do that. We'd be inflicting injury upon a child. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which I don't know how you plead that down to. I don't know what man child slaughter. Plead down to child kicking. <laughs> Next one: uh, Police can't have sex on the job. Law enforcement officers will now be prohibited from having sex during traffic stops or while an officer is detaining someone. Because that seems like an interesting segue into sex, right? Uh you're under reading them the Miranda rights and then you have the right to bend over and taste my cock I mean I guess I was just gonna say I mean how else are you gonna bust prostitutes (laughs) exactly you gotta try out the merch to make sure the merch is yeah yeah, like when McNulty had that threesome with those those two chicks in the wire. Oh, yeah. They had, had to confirm they were real prostitutes. Yeah. And not- hey, is that our first wire references of this season? Surely oh, no. Yeah. Well, maybe of this season. Hey, but we've done this the season. Oh, no, yeah. We had a million of last season, but there's a first yeah. one of this season. By the way, Jamie, Ian somehow convinced us that podcasts have seasons. Oh. <laughs> he bamboozled us into fucking cutting off one season. So now we're in season two. Yeah. He, he also oh, wow. somehow convinced us that more than just him knows what Chimo is. <laughs> <laughs> it was all a ploy to, like, number one, trick Carlos into hosting, which totally worked, by the way. And the Chimo thing is, in fact, trending in my imaginary Twitter feed in my head. <laughs> so uh, before this law, Kansas was one of 33 states where consensual sex between police and people in their custody wasn't legal. Wasn't illegal. Yeah, wasn't yeah, those are right? different things. That's the opposite meaning. Of <laughs> yeah, this is why you keep getting in trouble. Ian. Yeah, I keep fantasizing <laughs> the idea. So that means that like a shitload of states are just letting people in the care of cops just get fucking railed and the cops are like, hey, I wear the I badge. Get, yeah, I guess, you know, we're it all turns human. out that crime wasn't that serious after all. So it's well, kind of kinky, I guess. I mean, a little cosplay action maybe. Apparently, and this is again because we've done this segment before, well, every week. So we always be like, how the fuck did that law come to place? Well, apparently this new law, we actually have the source, came in in part from the case of Lamont McIntyre, a Kansas City man released after spending 23 years in prison for a double murder he didn't commit. The investigation in the case led to multiple affidavits alleging that the detective who made the arrest, Roger Golubsky, had a long history of coercing sex from women in Kansas City's black community by threatening to arrest them or their relatives if they didn't comply. Holy shit. Jeez. Yeah, so this dude was just fucking everybody all over the place. He would take you to jail. So they had to create a law against it because I guess there wasn't one before it. Huh, so they wouldn't just arrest him under, I would think, some sort of extortion or racketeering or some a crime along those lines. They needed to have a specific crime for police yeah, extorting I mean, sex. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if given the choice of having a 
spend 23 years in prison for being framed for murder. Um, I think I would just choose to fuck that cop. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah, 23 no minutes shit. of sex for 23 years. Holy shit. Giddy up. I mean, that's no brainer right there. Yeah, Lamont. Get with it, Lamont. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's our show, guys. Huh? We did it, huh? Woo! Yeah, yes. buddy. That's it. Jamie, what have you been up to, man? Are you doing any shows? or was, I, Are you not just doing a... a thing? I started a season one of my own podcast that is not very exciting. Because my podcast is all about the movie Silver Linings Playbook. I don't stray from that topic at all. Uh, <laughs> probably not even going to see a second season. <laughs> that was a good, that was a solid movie. Uh, but no, I'm just uh, writing and, and doing stuff, writing scripts. Do and, you, I know you had a big project going on. Is, is that something that you could talk about or you so, still have to wait yeah, till no, it's I'll confirmed? Yeah, I'll tell you what happened. I've, so a film production company based in Georgia bought my pilot for a show. So, so we were all set to start shooting it. Um, oh. in April. So oh, it's shit. like it's paused, yeah. but I, I have to say if you're just a writer of things, this is the luckiest thing that could ever happen because never in the history of ever have, have you just had like time where you didn't have a deadline of, oh, we're going to start filming. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm just writing yeah. stuff, trying to get it all ready, you know, and then hopefully we'll see what happens when they actually start making it if anybody likes it. When, uh, Congrats, when, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that is dope, dude. So when was the last time that you did actually a stand-up show? I was like the week before everything pretty much shut down, I think in March or so, like the yeah, second yeah. week of March or like so. Early um, March. Yeah. I, I haven't done a show since fucking February. That's the longest I've gone without doing a stand-up show yeah. since I started. It's weird. Yeah, dude. Right. Well, thank you for doing the podcast, dude. Yeah, well, thank, thank you, Jamie. That thank you, guys. Good. This this is super fun. I, I've, I've listened to uh, other episodes of yours since uh, Carlos contacted me, and I love it. Oh, thank you, bro. Oh, thank Very cool. Thank you. What's your uh, what's your social media shit so people can contact you online and uh, tell you that never do this podcast again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just look me up at uh, Doctor Collab. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, medical, no, it's uh, Jamie yeah, yeah. Comedy J A M I E Comedy. That's across all all different platforms. I'm the Asian one. <laughs> right, you're you're the one with the rat tail and the mullet. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, bro. I appreciate you doing it, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Thank thanks, Jamie. Dude, thanks. thanks. Yeah. It was awesome. All right. And Bobby, you got anything you need to promote? Any more crazy shit your fucking rat-tailed roofer has told you? I feel like I need to find something else wrong with my roof because otherwise I'm not going to see him for a while. <laughs> right. And I'm really curious to know what's going on with QAnon probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Ian, you got anything you need to plug? Wait, no, let's well, yeah. go back to alienating 50% of our potential audience. I mean, fucking man, if they haven't left us by then we already got called libtards. Yeah, dude, our, our, our Patreon. Oh, so, so me, uh, yeah, I'm just getting ready to go Shop for some fancy ass furniture. If you guys know what I mean, uh, hey, you know what I'm talking about. Get you yeah. some of those IKEA kids. You can just put them together yourself. Yeah, I recommend you, the Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> it's made of Natalie wood. That, that kind of works, right? <laughs> there you go. Some sort of way. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for being on my podcast. <laughs> that's how. That's how I slowly take over the whole thing. Yeah, we're going to make go. Carlos take out the indecorous man with the hat and the monocle. It's just going to be a silhouette of Carlos with the fedora. Slowly, slowly, slowly. Like it's, first, it's, first it'll be my glasses, then it'll be the hat. <laughs> it, slowly I'll take over this I'm thing. You, you guys won't even know it. By season three, this is going to be just Carlos's fucking high school yearbook picture. <laughs> Every time we have a guest that listens to the show, when you're hosting, you just ask them what their favorite zinger of yours. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then I'll ask them if they have a favorite singer of either one of you, and if they do, then they're off the podcast. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Walk your cat. Yeah, walk your cat. Blood pressure, boners. <laughs>